Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Yes, indeed. This is the WCHL podcast. I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry. No Andrew on this podcast because we're starting off our series of special guests who are going to uh, join us to make predictions for the upcoming ACHA Men's Division One National Championships starting March the 7th at the 17 Community Ice Center. First up, our special guest. It's an old friend of the podcast. He's kind of, uh, he's been gone for a little while. He took a little diversion to Men's Division Two. Um, but it's current assistant coach for Drury University, uh, former Missouri State uh, assistant coach, Cliff Cook. Here we go, uh, right after we hear a little horn. Hi there, hey, this is the WCHL Podcast. I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry, and it's our honor as our first guest on this year's tradition of bringing special guests on to make national selections this is the assistant coach for the drury panthers the former assistant coach for men's division one missouri state the future assistant coach for division one drury panthers it's mr cliff cook cliff say hello to the people hello everyone it's been a while it's been a while well that's what happens when you leave division one and you go to division two you fair fair you, yeah. you, you, you do the old you take you take a uh we'll call it a gap year yeah exactly cliff, cliff and we, jeremy's gap year we have a lot of uh amish around here is that rumspringa what is that <laughs> hey come on i we we don't talk religion here on <laughs> I have no idea what the rum spring. I don't. I, I have no clue. But I, probably see, well, no, wait, wait a second. I didn't realize there was a lot of Amish there in the Springfield area. There are. There's a, a, quite a few. Yeah. There's a big, big Amish community. They actually come to the rink a lot. In fact, um, my guess is those are the Mennonites. I don't know how that works, but yeah, they they come to the rink. They skate quite a bit. We'll occasionally see them watching our practices. Um, and then I think once a year they even rent the ice out and play their version of hockey. Which, if you come and watch it, it is intense well wait a second what is their version of hockey do they use like a uh, an organic no puck or something no pads and they go at it yeah really it's intense. oh yeah yeah men and women or just the men just the men the women are kind of skating around as well but the men are going pretty hardcore uh again no padding full contact it's uh yeah it, they make us look pretty soft let's be real do they make do they use their own do they make their own hockey sticks or do they actually use the uh, the graphite sticks they they use whatever random sticks the rink has lying around that they would normally have for people trying to learn how to play hockey man all right well hey this is where we need to insert that little thing that shoots across the tv screen that says the more you know exactly i I had no clue that that amish mennonites and whatever that they played old school you know early 1900s hockey still today yeah absolutely all right cliff you guys dropped down to division two you went over to drury and you spent this year at the Division Two level. Um, go ahead and give us the quick Reader's Digest version of the Drury season, according to Cliff Cook. And, and understanding, you're still in the middle of it. You played a game last night. You have a game later on tonight. Yeah, we'll not talk about last night's too much. Um, but, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Not our best effort. I, I, you know, honestly, it's tough right now. We, uh, as we've been talking about, when we lost in regionals last week, you know, you losing the playoffs, your season should be over, and yet we are playing two more games. So they went about as someone might expect. Um, not the most intense effort ever. You know, season's pretty much over. So, but anyways. Looking at it, bigger picture, it's been, uh, I would say, a pretty special year, really. Um, you know, we took over a team, as as most know, who were paying attention that was in, in a lot of trouble even after year one. Um, you know, roster size was very low by the time we picked it up. We added 13 new guys uh, with the anticipation of the move to Division One in 24-25. So we, we added some guys with that in mind. 
Um, and ended up, I guess right now we are at what, 17, eight and two overall. Uh, unfortunately last night gave us our double digit loss that we've been trying to avoid. Um, but uh, it's been a good year. We made regionals for the first and only time in our history since, again, since we're moving on to Division One and Division Three. So we got to experience regionals, had a first round win, which was great against Sioux College, and then uh, came up against a really tough Concordia, Wisconsin team in game two semifinals and um, just kind of lost our energy in the third period of that one but it, it all in all you know a year we're very proud of very proud of our guys uh we got one more game tonight as you mentioned and then it's uh then it's full bore head and putting together a division one division three team seeing where our current guys get into that as well all right all right very what was it uh at men's division two, I don't, you know, follow people that follow the ACHA will know that men's one doesn't do regionals, men's two and three, three I think used to. I don't know if they do it anymore, but men's two does regionals. Right. What what was that experience like? Besides the fact that you had to bus all the way to friggin' Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, it's uh, in some ways it's something that Jeremy and I are used to because it's the old one and done scenario, like Division one is at nationals. Um, so it's it's very stressful as we kind of discuss going into it, you know, with the optimism that we might get through regionals and make nationals in a lot of ways, the regional tournament was going to be much tougher than nationals because again, it's one division and done. Two, yeah. yeah, it's the one and done. Cause division two, like division three at nationals is the round Robin. You at least give yourself three games to, to move on. But you know, the one and done is, is, you know, 60 minutes of stress every time you hit the ice and, uh, so again, very proud of our guys. We uh, we played quite well game one. We played very well for geez, fifty minutes or so of game two, and then just because you have to at that time of year, you shorten the bench quite a bit. Guys weren't used to that much ice time. Um, taking nothing away from Concordia, they were a phenomenal team uh, with the with some great depth and good talent. But we just kind of ran out of steam as well. All right, all right. Well, very good. Congratulations on surviving men's division two. We'll talk about that a little bit later on too. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, in, in, I, I'm, I'm surprised, but pleasantly surprised that uh, you guys are are going to be in men's division one next year. So, uh, congratulations to to Drury College and to Cliff Cook and Jeremy Law and yeah, thank God you're out of division two, right? Uh, you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's but, right. I said, but, we'll, but, we'll, but we'll, I also didn't argue. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll we'll delve into that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but we don't care about that right now because we're talking all about Division One. The national championships are starting up on Thursday. Cliff, you are here to uh, provide us with your keen insight and knowledge because you know I'm not a hockey guy. You are. I'm not. Um, but first, I got to ask. Did you know that we have an, uh, on Twitter we have an ACHA men's division one bracket contest that we do every year? I do, and for the first time since I've been a part of uh, what first time in four years since I've been a part of coaching in the ACHA, I have submitted my bracket. Yeah, buddy, look at you! I knew there was a reason we had you on here today. <laughs> Most people don't do it, but it's a lot of fun. It gives you a, a little bit more of a skin in in the whole tournament, not just rooting for your team or your or or your buddy or something like that. You're, you're you you've got to, you've got to pay attention to all the games. And uh, who knows, if you're in the top three or four at the end, you might even win a little cheesy prize or 20. There you go. Take so, it. Yeah, courtesy of the stupid fat commissioner with the podcast. So, <laughs> All right, let's get right into it, Cliff. Um, it, well, let me ask. I mean, you're Division Two. You're focusing on Division Two stuff all season long. Did you pay any attention to Division One, or is this all brand new to you? Are you just, just going to pick these horses based on their looks and their funny, and their funny name, or do you actually know anything about these horses? No, for a lot of reasons we paid attention, not the least of which, you know, we still, you know, from being there for a while, we still have, as you mentioned, some buddies playing, uh, coaching there and, and knowing what was to come for next year, we, we definitely paid attention. Um, it's okay. obviously easy for us to pay attention to the WCHL side of things being that we're right across the hall from Missouri state, but, uh, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, let's start there because Missouri State's going to kick us off on Thursday morning. They're the number 21 seed and they're taking on number 12 at Utah. A little WCHL on WCHL action. 
I guess the only saving grace is these guys did not meet in the regular season. So it's not like uh, at one point during the regular season, like Arizona and Grand Canyon were going to have to play in the first round. That would have really stunk to travel all the way to St. Louis just to play somebody that's an hour away. But uh, Utah and Missouri State, I think the last time they met was uh, two or three years ago. Uh, It was actually last year. They came to our building and swept us. There you go. I thought they came to you guys and (laughs) – the two, it may have it, been two years ago, yeah. Yeah, and I think what two prior, eh, yeah. I think I know you guys had to go to Utah at one point. Uh, that was might have been before me. I know they came to us last year yeah. or the year before. Yeah, cool. Well, what do you think is going to happen here? Number twelve, number twenty-one, WCHL kicking off the national championship tournament. Well, I, I do believe this is going to be a very, very close game. Um, I suspect a one goal, uh, at worst, a two goal if there's an empty netter. And not just so I can walk around the rink with, you know, without being uh, pies thrown in my face. I am going with Missouri State, but yeah. this, this is kind of a pick em, honestly. Really? What, what, okay, all right. But you're you're picking, even though it's a pick em, you're picking Missouri State. I am picking Missouri State, yeah. Right. Again, like the one-goal game, if it's two goals, there's probably an empty netter involved. And it, this has nothing to do with the fact that you live in Springfield, and we only have 11 of our 14 listeners are in Springfield, and they'll come and visit, knock on your door with a bunch of Mennonites behind them. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, including my landlord, um, <laughs> who, who is probably listening. But no, it's uh, no, I have nothing to do with that. I, you know, obviously, a majority of that team is still our guys. We know what they're capable of if they stay disciplined and and do the job. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think they'll they'll take it. But again, it'll be it'll be a tight one. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's hope so because most of those games, no one wants to be in a blowout, right? see i I didn't say anything i didn't say anything we'll we'll get to that here in a few picks later yeah (laughs) (laughs) the next game is going to be uh it's going to kick things off over at maryville uh what do you think about that i mean we're playing two uh we've expanded the tournament from 20 to 24 which means we have to do eight games on thursday four games at centene four games at maryville what do you think about the 24-game format? What do you think about the fact that we have to um, deal with John Hogan in the Maryville University Hockey Center? I I don't mind the 24-game format. I like the idea that uh, teams that are ranked high enough still get an opportunity without getting bumped by auto bids. Um, I don't, again, having been out of it for a year, I don't know what the criteria is for auto bids. I know at Division Three you have to be at a certain ranking to – gain that auto bid even if you do win your conference it's not guaranteed i think you had to be top 30 in division three i don't know if that's the same with division one no we don't uh, have that well yeah maybe that's something to look at <laughs> yeah it might be we'll see yeah but I, I don't yeah i don't mind it um now as far as john hogan yeah we'll get to him in a minute too <laughs> yeah i mean we're giving him we're, we're giving him way too much uh oh, as always as always i'm sure i'll get a text here later no, he doesn't listen. Do you think he knows how to get onto a podcast? He is, no. he is yeah, exactly. He's technologically in, incapable of doing this. So uh, now, if somebody else listens, phone on for him. there you go. See, I was going to say, if somebody else listens to it and tells him about it, then he'll go, "Hey, hey." <laughs> I just worry we're giving the guy way too much uh, juice in the ACHA, and he's going to expect us to give him a trophy whether he wins it or not. You know? Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank, thank you for letting us play at your house. Here's a trophy. Right. All right. So, uh, starting the uh, the games off at the Hogan Palace over there in um, wherever it is, Chesterfield. Chesterfield, yeah. It's Arizona from the WCHL taking on number twenty Pitt, the Panthers and Wildcats. That's a unique mascot matchup. But uh, Arizona from the WCHL, Pitt from the Eastern States League, East versus West. What do you think? I'm sticking with WCHL. Um, I, I like Arizona in this. Uh, I, I think even Chad Berman would admit his guys haven't played up to their potential this year and definitely not what they've been in the past, but they're still a strong team. Pitt's nothing to sneeze at. They've definitely got experience now. They get better and better every year, but uh, I, I'm going to go with the higher seed in this one. All right. I like it. I like it. So far, Cliff, you are two for two with WCHL teams. Let's see if we can keep it rolling here. 
Well, I couldn't go wrong on the first one. Well, I wasn't going to mention that, but I mean, that's kind of <laughs> low-hanging fruit, right? Yeah. <laughs> the next game, uh, game three, is uh, going to see the number 11 seed, Purdue Northwest, taking on number 22, Indiana, Pennsylvania, which uh, is a very confusing um, thing. Indiana, Pennsylvania. Are they in Indiana? Are they in Pennsylvania? Um, yeah. maybe they're I heard probably you and Andrew talking about this the other day. Yeah. They're probably two, in Michigan. For, yeah. They're probably in Michigan for all I know. I mean, who, who, what they're, they're confused. Somebody was drunk when they named that college. <laughs> so Purdue Northwest versus IUP. Definitely have Purdue Northwest in this. And I, you know, they're, they're a scary team. I think, although, you know, we'll see here in a minute how far I have them going, but I just, I know they don't play the toughest schedule in the world, and that's not necessarily their fault because of the conference they're in. But they're a scary team. Yeah, they're hot. They're playing. They're they're playing well right now, which is uh, who knows. I mean, they've been off also now for a week and a half or two weeks. By the time we get to the tournament, so maybe they'll uh, they'll, they'll have cooled down a little bit. But yeah, they they ended the season on a hot streak. And a little little we're not we're not making everything public yet, but a little sneak peek that the Drury University Division One Panthers will be traveling to Port Purdue Northwest next year. Oh man, I am so you know what? I mean, th- let's think about that, Cliff. <laughs> it's you, you, hockey brings us to lots of places, almost none of them glamorous. I mean, you had to go to Grand Rapids, Michigan, which isn't exactly on the uh, top twenty you know, tourist spring break locations. Well, okay. Let me stop you there because I happen to know you and I share something in common. And that's the fact that Grand Rapids is known for its breweries. Okay. So I think, I think you would uh, enjoy it there just for that reason alone. Well, I do enjoy a brewery, but I mean, I'm not going to try. I can get a beer anywhere. Um, Now, if I'm there, I'll, I'll enjoy it, but it's not like I'm going to go out of my way. Go watch go the Griffins play, mm. have some good beers. But yeah. Purdue Northwest, that's in where? Where is that? That's in like Fort Wayne, Indiana, or something like that. No, that one's. Let's see, that one's in uh, Hammond, Indiana. Even better. I mean, couldn't even tell you where that is. Yeah, if if Grand Rapids isn't on the top spring break locations, where the hell is Hammond, <laughs> Hammond, Indiana? Uh, all right. True. Well, I'm sorry that Drury has to go there. <laughs> all right. Uh, game four, Grand Valley State from Grand Rapids um, against number 19, Delaware. So that's a 14-19 matchup. Grand Valley State, the Lakers. Is is Grand Rapids on the lake itself? It's extremely close, yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. know. All right. I, yeah. I, I was hoping since they're named the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, Grand, Grand Valley State versus Delaware. What do you think, Cliff? Got to go Grand Valley State here. Uh, I think that's this is one of the easier picks in my eyes. And now Delaware might you know, slap me upside the head and win that game when I'm there watching uh, on Thursday. But, yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. I see where you're going to be. You're going to be at the Maryville Hockey Center. Interesting. We're gonna, I think we're going to make the trip back and forth between the two. Yeah, uh, You're going to shuttle. Jeremy and I are going to make the trip up Thursday and Friday. Very nice. On Thursday, the uh, game number five at the Centene Center is going to be number 10, Mary, the University of Mary Marauders, taking on number 23, Westchester, the Golden Rams of Westchester. With, with apologies to my good buddy, Jeff Boparlant, who's the head coach at Westchester, I got to go with Mary. Yeah, I think that's kind they're, of an easy one. Yeah, they're, Mary's just, they're a bit of a wagon, to be honest with you. Well, you know, they're a wagon at the uh, at the Division Two level. They're learning at the Division One level, and I they're think, learning quick. <laughs> well, yeah, come on. I mean, they're top ten, so that's not yeah. that's not nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Um, there are they a, a, a butt kicker and a name taker? Mm, not yet, but they're they're getting there. I think they'll take care of Westchester pretty easily. Yeah, I, um, I agree. Uh, next game. Oh, the next game's a fun one here. Calvin. Yeah. Number 15 against number 18, Indiana Tech. Calvin the Knights against the Warriors. And uh, Calvin, I don't know where Calvin is. Calvin, Michigan, let's say. And Indiana Tech is probably in Indiana Tech, Indiana. Um, so what do you think is going to happen there? I've got an upset here. I don't know if it's, I, I don't know if you call it a massive upset, but it, based on rankings, it's an upset. I got Indiana Tech taking I this. I love point. it. I love it. I love it. I love it for reasons that I've stated before. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Indiana Tech taking out Calvin. See you later. Don't worry about playing on Sunday. And then looking at the bracket contest right now, it's about 50 50 on that matchup. 
Oh, really? Oh, I, I haven't even, I need to pay attention to that bracket contest. Yeah, it's, it's literally exactly 50-50 as of this morning. Wow. You know, my, my buddy helps me out, the wizard from Ohio, uh, all hat, no cape. And um, he's the one, he's the brains behind that out, behind that, that bracket contest. And uh, like, I'm half the time he sends me these links and I click on them and I end up at like the 2022 bracket contest because I'm so dopey. I don't know. I, I too am technologically challenged. So uh, I'll have to get on there and see what the results are. I'll have to also check to see. I, I did a, 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 a submission, but I, it was a, like a test thing. I wonder if he uh, deleted it or if I need to go back in there and delete it and change it around. Mm. So Indiana. So that's a 50, 50 matchup. Be interesting. Calvin and Indiana tech and cliff yeah. is taking Indiana tech. I am. Last game of the day at Centene, number nine, Niagara is going to beat the ever-loving crap out of Oswego State, I think. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, one, that one's pretty simple. We can kind of move on. Oswego, I think, is is <laughs> what we talked about earlier. You were talking about you have to have a, a, a base. Yep. If you're going to win an auto bid, you should be X number of rankings. They're not. They're like in the 30s or 40s. So. Yeah, yep. the the last game of the day over at Maryville is going to be a barn burner. Number sixteen Illinois State from the MCH taking on number seventeen Grand Canyon from the WCHL. A little Perry Conference on Perry Conference violence, but uh, luckily the commissioner isn't out there on the ice. I've had a hard time. This is probably the one game I've had the hardest time with. To the point where I will I will say this on my bracket, I have Illinois State. In my head, I've got Grand Canyon. I'm still not entirely sure what I think about this. Um, I think I'm going to stick with my Illinois State on my bracket. Okay. But it's hard to go wrong with either one of these here, I think. Yeah, I mean, they're both good little teams. Grand Canyon ended the season on an absolute hot streak and a half. Absolutely. And they've been bolstered by a couple of uh, kids that have come transferred from Ukraine University. Um, or I don't, is that, the, that must be the school of hard knocks, literally. Um, yeah, right. and then Illinois state is just, uh, they're, they're gritty. Illinois state has a, an awful lot of talent and yep. when they play hockey, they can play hockey and they're very, very good. Now they also, you know, their lug nuts are on kind of loose. So wheels can come off that bus really quick. And all of a sudden it's a train wreck. Um, but, uh, Illinois state can, uh, that, 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 I think that's going to be uh, probably, that and the Arizona Pitt game, the Utah Missouri State, and uh, that Delaware Grand Valley. I think those are going to be the four games of the day. Yeah. All right, Cliff. Well, hey, um, let's see here. Based on your picks, that means on Friday morning, Jamestown, the number four team in the nation, is going to take on number thirteen Arizona, the Fighting Bermans against Stork and his Jimmies. What do you think is going to happen there, Jamestown, Arizona? Yeah, I got to go with Jamestown. Um, they're good. They're, just, they're good. They're just really good. They yeah. are good. Yeah. They're good, and they're big. They have a great goaltender and Brandon yeah. Weir. They have a defenseman that is just smooth as all get out, Greg Sosinski. All right, next game. Now, so already you're getting rid of – you've gotten rid of Utah. You've yeah. Got, you just got rid of Arizona. Here we go. It's UCO against number 14, Grand Valley State. Number three against 14. This is the WCHL podcast. I want to remind you. Where are we going? I'll, I'll, I'll give Mike Rivera the win in this one. <laughs> Ooh, I was yeah, holding my breath. Huh? Yeah, no. ECOs, I mean, there's whether they're not what they were a year or two ago, they're still UCO. Um, I don't know what the goaltending situation is at the moment. I know Dougie. Wakeland's been playing quite a bit. He's a former goaltender of mine from my AAA coaching days back in Colorado Springs. Um, uh, he's he's kind of seems to have taken over that position. I don't know if something's happened to uh, the other. I can't remember the other goaltender off the top of my head, but uh, you might have more insight of that. But uh, Dougie's kind of taken the reins there. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. He's uh, goaltender, first team all all WCHL uh, goaltender. So yeah, yeah not bad. All right, well, here we go. It's your favorite team, uh, besides Drury and Missouri State. It's number two, Adrian, taking on uh, Indiana (laughs) Tech. You had to go there. I did, I did. Number two against number 18. What do you think? Well, I mean, you you have to go with Adrian here. Yeah, yeah. Adrian is just a beast. Yeah, as unfortunately we found out. 
few years ago. Yeah, we won't bring up that ago. score. Um, it was kind of that's you know that was just the crazy ass part of that whole deal. Cliff is because two years prior down in in Frisco, that was the game of the tournament, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you could argue it was again for different reasons. <laughs> well, it could have been. It was. It was not fun to watch. Um, it was not fun to be on the bench for. No. <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, a one to nothing game down in Frisco with what they score with like two minutes left in the in the game. It was just an incredible back and forth, you know, tight game. Yeah. And then the next one was not so tight. Um, no, no, it wasn't. They scored a couple touchdowns on us. The, yeah, yeah, well, we were hoping for a running clock in that one. But uh, yes, we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I won't bring it up though. Um, That's okay. Last game of the day on Friday, according to Cliff, is going to be Minot State taking on the Redbirds of Illinois State. Number one versus number 16. Number one's got it. Yeah, Minot State. All right. So basically what we're saying is all of the winners on fr- on Thursday that get to play on Friday, congratulations, you get to go home. Yes. Yeah, that's too bad. All yeah. right. But hey, and hey, that that's all right. We still had a couple of upsets you, that you had in there, uh, Indiana Tech and Missouri State, and that by, by virtue of that upset, Missouri State's going to kick off Saturday morning against UNLV, another WCHL on WCHL uh, attack. What do you think is going to happen here? I, I think Missouri State's uh, run ends. Unfortunately, uh, UNLV, yeah, UNLV is going to continue the second round dominance of the higher seed but hold that thought i'll I'll leave it at that hold that thought okay all right that may not continue the rest of uh saturday (laughs) well let's get right to it then because number (laughs) six maryville is going to take on number 11 purdue northwest again this was a hard one and not just because john and i are friends as much as i give them a hard time purdue northwest is just hot so hot right now but i there's just so much talent on that Maryville team. Um, I, it's hard for me to not pick them, so I'm going Maryville. Oh, I thought you were going to go for the upset there. Now you had I thought a, about it. There's a you're you're going to Mary. You're you're choosing Maryville for a couple reasons because you like John Hogan, unlike sure. unlike most of us. And then um, <laughs> I, I give him a hard time because he never listens to this, so I can give him grief. Um, and then also Josh Olson, who you guys recruited to Missouri State. Uh, yep. Once Cliff and Jeremy uh, bolted, he said, "Hey, I'm out too," and he went to Maryville. Yeah, he did. Unfortunately, he will not be participating in these championships. He got injured uh, a couple weeks ago, and it looks like he's going to be out for quite a while. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Oh, broke yeah. broke a toe or a little pinky or something like that. Uh, I think it was a shoulder thing that happened against Missouri State. So uh, I don't know all the details, but it looks like it's a relatively, potentially relatively long-term injury. Yikes. Well, let's let's wish yeah. number 91 a quick and speedy and uh, complete recovery. That's no fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next game of the day, it's going to be number 7 Liberty against number 10 Mary. Once again, God will have a tough decision as to which is his favorite team. Yeah. What and do you think? Is- I think we're going to have our first upset of the second round. Oh, boy. Dan Huntley Huntley loves Cliff Cook. (laughs) Um, And Curry Handy doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Coach Handy. I love you, but... Yeah, I'm going with Mary in this one. All right. Well, that it'll be interesting because Liberty plays... uh, Liberty likes to play... They have a fast and loose game. They like to get up and down the ice. And Mary's a bunch of little jitterbugs out there. Yeah. And so it'll be a, a decent little, um, oh, what am I trying to say, like a schematic or a, a philosophical difference in, in how they do it. You know, um, there are teams out there that just bludgeon you to death. And yeah. Liberty and Mary are not those teams. They like to skill you uh, in different ways. And so uh, that should be a fun little matchup. All right, so you're calling for the upset. Number 10, Mary over Liberty. I am. Yep. And here's the next one. This could be a great little game, too. Number eight versus number nine, Ohio, which, Cliff, I'm sure you know, that's Andrew's favorite team. The yes, other OU. Yes, the uh, other OU. And uh, Niagara, the Purple Eagles. And I'm pretty sure that Niagara and Ohio have played like uh, 15 times already this season. Oh, you know what? I hadn't even paid attention to that as much as I told you I've been paying attention to things. Um, <laughs> Whoops. I, well, that's all right. I am going with Ohio. They're coming off a. Uh, I think they just beat Liberty. What 
last night, night four, something like that. Yeah, pretty recently. Yeah, got yeah. Him in, a, in a game that didn't really matter. I think. Right, right. So, but no, I'm going with Ohio. But again, like you said, this is a tight one. It could go kind of either way. Not to go all cliche on people, but. This is probably another one-goal game, maybe a couple with an empty netter. All right. I like it. I like it. Well, that means that in our uh, quarterfinals, we're going to see on uh, Sunday morning, Jamestown against UNLV, number four against number five. This is the way it's supposed to be, right? The seeding is supposed to kind of <laughs> yeah. work out that way. A 4-5 yeah. matchup, Jamestown, UNLV. What do you think, Cliff? I'm going to upset the commission, go with Jamestown. Well, I guess not completely upsetting the commission. Yeah, see. Yeah, the, now that I think about it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it it's a it's a stinky situation for me because I've got a, yeah. an A conference and a B conference going at one another. Yeah. And so, hey, that B conference is going to be, uh, man, it's going to make a strong run for the A conference next I year. Was gonna, yeah, I was going to say, it's uh, going to be hard to keep calling them that. Yeah, I, man, I catch so much grief for that, too. So, I know, I'm sure. That's all right. It's well-deserved. The second game on Sunday is going to be the Central Oklahoma Broncos taking on John Hogan and the uh, Fighting Maryvilles. What do you think? UCO Maryville in game number two on Sunday. Might regret this one, but I am going with Maryville. Here, hold on. Let me get Mike on speed dial. I know, Mike. Sorry, Mike. Wow. And, and, and by the way, another little nugget. We have UCO on our schedule very early next season, too. <laughs> so I may regret that pick. <laughs> yeah. How many how many goals did Adrian score a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. And we're and by the way, we're at UCO for those. <laughs> oh boy, yikes. Get ready. Yeah, second second weekend of the year. So. Grab those ankles, Cliff. Yikes. Yeah. That could be rough. Yeah. All right. Please send you know, all the listeners in Edmond, all two of you, uh, please send your complaints to Cliff at Drury Hockey on the podcast.com. I'll have to bring an umbrella with me to walk from the, <laughs> the locker room to the bench. Yeah. All well, right. So joke an upset. <laughs> Maryville will actually make it on Sunday, uh, upsetting UCO, according to Cliff. Yeah. 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 Next game is going to have Adrian against Mary. Um, number two against number 10. Yeah. The, the first year run of Mary will come to an end. It's just hard to bet against Adrian. Yeah. Adrian's Adrian's really good. Adrian's really yeah, good. Yeah. And then the yeah. last game we'll, we'll see Minot state against Ohio. What do you think there? Yeah. Much like Adrian, it's hard to bet against Minot state. Wow. You're going to go, gonna have to go with Minot. Well, boy, that's going to, uh, well, let's, let's talk about that then because we reseed, after uh, the quarterfinals, and so what that means is that game one on Monday, according to Cliff, is going to be number one Minot against number six Maryville. Yeah, yeah. 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 What do you think, yeah. Minot Maryville? It's it's Minot for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, John. I I can only take you so far, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all right. He'll probably try to buy his way into something else. So. <laughs> And, and then uh, Adrian will take on Jamestown in the other semifinal, number two against number four. Going to go with Adrian. And then obviously that's setting up for a rematch. The one-two. The one, yeah. A one-two rematch from last year. A one-to-nothing game that Minot won in the third period. So yeah. Minot State versus Adrian, one-two. Who, according to Cliff, will be the national champion this year? Uh, it kind of pains me to say it, but I'm going Adrian. Adrian, oh wow! Look at yep. you, an upset in the making. Yeah. Why did yep. now? No, you say it pains you. Why does it pain you? I mean, you because don't have they a... scored two touchdowns on us a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I see now. Okay, it's at not... least we got an extra point out of the thing. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's interesting. I like that. So you got a couple of upsets: Missouri State yeah. and Indiana Tech up, upset on the first day. A Mary upset on Saturday, a Maryville upset on Sunday, yeah. and then uh, a big upset, not a big upset, I guess one versus two, you can't call that a big upset. Yeah, it's hard to, especially with those two teams, I think they're pretty evenly matched. They've only played for the national championship like four out of the last five years, huh? Right, yeah, exactly. Jeez, wow, what a, what a deal that is. All right, so Gary Ostalos and the Adrian Bulldogs, Cliff Cook says that they're going to walk away with the Murdoch Cup. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that plays out. Now, were those your picks in the bracket contest? Have we given your, your picks away? 
We have. Yeah, I, I'm literally reading right along with my picks as I did this to remind myself. <laughs> to remind you. See, that's you know, right. Like I said, the only one that I even questioned was that, that Illinois State, uh, where was that? Yeah, Illinois State DCU. Yeah, that'll, that'll, be, that'll be good. It'll be, uh, I'm sorry again, that I won't be at that game, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, but again, it's like we talk about, you know, whether we're talking about the Utah Missouri, well, really any of these. You can pick those all you want, but then you look at the next round and go, oh, yeah, you get Minot. Oh, yeah, you get yeah. Jamestown. You get Adrian. Yeah, Exactly. Congratulations on your win. Here's your door yeah. prize. Exactly. Yeah, it's a quick ticket out of town. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. All right, Cliff, are you ready for a, a little flash round of uh, quick questions? Sure. sure. All right, let's do this. And uh, what I want you to do is uh, to be totally honest and uh, just say the first thing that pops into your mind. Ready? Sure. Here we go. Men's Division Two versus Men's Division One. Go. Division one. <laughs> uh, men's division two leadership versus men's division one leadership. Division one. <laughs> this is great. Crappy regional men's division one podcast versus podcasts that have to deal with division two. Oh, I mean, it's just division two is not winning any of these. I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, I just had, I'm just checking. I just want to make sure, you know, yeah. we, we admitted you to the uh, men's division one. I want to make sure that we didn't uh, go astray or anything. Well, no, I, I will add to that. We're doing the division one and division three next year. And I'm excited about both because I will tell you both of those having experienced it with Missouri state are very well organized. They have their moment. Sure. But they're very well organized this year. Been. Yeah, interesting to say the least. <laughs> Nothing you want to go on the record as, as saying. No, I mean I, anybody that's involved knows I don't need to go on the record. Yeah. Uh, all right, here's question number four in the flash round. Cliff Cook, why have a coaches show at a brewery on Sunday morning in the Bible Belt? Why not? <laughs> Does anybody show up at that thing? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Come on, they're not all in church repenting. No, no, no. There's, uh, I mean, I'm not going to tell you it's the biggest crowd in the world, and it's it's a recording. It's not a live show, so it's uh, yeah, yeah. So we we record it, we record it live, but it's not broadcast live. Um, I see. So we get we get a handful of people, uh, some parents, a few fans, and then some other regulars that show up, not even realizing we're doing it. So wow. Now, is it recorded on Sunday, or is it recorded later and played back on Sunday? It's recorded on Sunday uh, with the one and only Steve Casson of Web Sports Radio yeah. as the host. Uh, so we we yeah we record it live on Sunday, and then I go back and edit it, and you try and get it posted by Monday or Tuesday. This one will probably be a little bit later because we're hoping to make it a, you know a much longer show because it's the last one. There's a lot to talk about. End of, end of the season. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. How does that work? This is not part of the flash round, but how does that work with uh, with the the mighty Steve Casson? Uh, because uh, does, you know, he's, he's pulling double duty doing Missouri, well, triple duty doing Missouri state division one games, Missouri state yep. division three games, and now Drury division, uh, two games this season. Yep. Uh, he's got to get confused at some point. Well, Steve, isn't he confused in general? <laughs> I guess so. sorry, that's why he sorry, agreed to Steve. do it. <laughs> sorry, Steve, you're probably listening. Yeah. Uh, no, he, he does a good job. We uh, And I don't know what his thoughts are next year when there's going to be now four teams. I don't know if he's going to make any changes or not. Um, I haven't talked to him about that yet. Uh, so we'll just we'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, he, right. uh, yeah he's, he's doing he's doing a, lot of, a lot of duties for sure. A bonus, a bonus question here that, that relates to this. Um, over under, uh, how many times did Steve refer to the Los Angeles Kings throughout the season on your little Sunday morning show at the brewery? Well, the problem with that question is I have to work with Jeremy Law, who's also an LA Kings fan. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. The two of them, yeah, so I, I can't put that all on Steve because Jeremy will bring it up too. So, yeah. Why, why, how in the world is Jeremy? Jeremy's from BC. Why in the world is he an LA Kings fan? Shouldn't he be a Canucks or an yeah, Oilers it, fan or something like that? Something it, Canadian? It, it obviously goes back to the Gretzky days. He grew up a Wayne fan, and when Wayne got traded, he switched allegiances. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. well. Yeah. All right, back to the flash round here. Um, favorite <laughs> commissioner in the ACHA? Oh, God. i got to think about that one for a while. I don't know if I can give you a yeah. answer to that all right thank uh, you very much uh, that's we, always we, all the time we have we, we, <laughs> <laughs> no, we miss you chris you know that we we still talk all the time um i'm just we, giving we, you grief 
I know. Uh, all right, last question here in the flash round. Uh, Nationals are in St. Louis. What's the if you're and you already had it like a brewery recommendations for Grand Rapids. What's the if for fans coming to St. Louis? What does Cliff Cook recommend that they do when they're not at the rink? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm not sure. Um, I will actually use if you're looking for great food. I will use a Missouri State reference and uh, Bacardi's restaurant. Joey Bacardi's family uh, has a, a couple of them. Phenomenal restaurant um, there in, in St. Louis uh, okay. called Bacardi's. It's Italian food. It's really good. Okay, Bacardi's. Um, yeah. I mean, the problem is when I go on these trips, I'm like at the rink i don't go anywhere well see that's why i was talking about grand rapids right because i mean they send us to all well, these exotic places and, and I, I didn't get to go into any breweries i just knew they were there because everybody kept telling me and the yeah. brewery we host our show at but that i'm a regular at they were saying oh yeah you're gonna be up there i go yeah but i'm a little busy yeah exactly people think <laughs> we go to these places uh, for sightseeing and you're like no 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 i'm going to the rink the hotel a restaurant and we're gonna rinse and repeat that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot to. All right. So uh, when you're in St. Louis, uh, I, I got to believe Anheuser-Busch has a tour. You can go up in the Gateway Arch in those little rinky-dinky little bubbles or whatever it is that they send to the top of the arch. Yeah, that, that thing, I did that when I was younger. That thing's sketchy. <laughs> here's, here's the why I did it. I did it, too, and pretty recently, which was surprising you know, for a fact. You and I are like not me. built for that thing. Not anymore. Um, but I fit into one of those little bubbles and I didn't realize you had to go underground. I mean, it's, it's the yeah. craziest thing. You got to go underground to get, to go, in, to, go up to the top of that thing. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah. uh, then yeah, you're up in the top of that gateway arch and you've got like this little piece of glass to look through, like you're an Apollo astronaut looking down on earth. Well, in full, full disclosure, I don't do heights. Yeah. So the only thing that kept me sane up there is that it's enclosed. So if it's this is why when i was coaching in brooklyn new york and my girlfriend at the time really wanted to go to the top of the empire state but i said you are more than welcome to i'm not getting anywhere near it and I can't, the open air aspect of that would have had me freaking out really okay interesting. Yeah. interesting and anybody that gets on that thing in chicago that you can step out on the glass and look down they're insane yeah i passed on that one too i was uh I know. I, I don't mind the Empire State Building because, I mean, there's you know tons of bars and, uh, like, steel bars, not not drinking bars, but tons of steel bars to keep you from jumping off or I, inadvertently falling off. Yeah, I'm the one that knows 100% that those bars would fall apart when I touch them. <laughs> They'd disintegrate. Thanos 100%. would snap his finger and you'd be gone. Yeah, no. Uh, Heights and I don't, don't get along. All right. So the Anheuser-Busch Tour, maybe in St. Louis. The Gateway Arch, yeah. not recommended by Cliff Cook. Uh, but Bacardi's, the Italian Joe, joints. Yeah, Joe Bacardi's. There's a couple of them. I know there's one in Fenton. I was actually just looking it up while we were talking to figure out where they all are. But, yeah, there's one in Fenton for sure. Joe Bacardi's. Great, great food. All right. Very good. Well, thanks for playing in our little flash round. So tell us, you, you've already talked about Drury. Um, you've mentioned it, teased it a little bit. Division One and Division Three next year. Yeah. Um, are you what's what are the plans for cliff cook are you coaching the division three and assisting division one or assisting both are you going to be the almighty director of hockey operations are you going to be the john hogan of drury overseeing everything what's what's in the plans for drury well there is a little bit of that happening uh, nothing official yet there's been talks about it with the university right as of right now um I, i'm not going to be the head coach of the division three team i know there i had kind of hinted at that uh when we first took over but after talking with jeremy about it and things it's uh we will have an official announcement on that soon we know who's going to coach it um but we will uh, announce that probably around june hopefully sooner but i will be jeremy's assistant again i am also as i think you're aware the sports information information director for non-ncaa sports so i handle you know some of the pr website social media not all of it but most of it for um the 12 other non-ncaa sports at drew university and then uh there has been talk about adding a third title, which is director of hockey operations. That's kind of unofficial at the moment, um, but that's that is in the works. Hopefully, wow, look at you rather than later. Yeah, that's a lot of hats for Cliff to wear. It is. It is. It's uh, yeah. Admittedly, some of it's just more of an administrative thing to make 
other parts of this process a little easier, but uh, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I'm unaware of anybody from Jury that listens to this podcast, so I'm going to ask, a, just, this is a Chris Perry uh, flash round sure. question. Out of those uh, other 12 non-NCAA sports that you have to information direct for, um, which ones? Which one is your favorite? Ooh, that's a good one. I, some of them I just completely don't understand. Um, we have a, a stunt team, which to me just looks like cheerleading. But the more I've been, ex- it's been explained to me, it's really not. Um, it's like cheerleading, tumbling combined all together. It's yeah, but it's there's wild. two teams going at once, and you're yeah, it's a competition thing. Yeah, it's I'm still figuring some of these out. Um, let's see. Uh, bass fishing. I love to fish and, and the head coach of the bass fishing team, Rick Emmett, um, you know, he's, his family was very close with Johnny Morris of, uh, Bass Pro. He's a uh, Missouri sports hall of famer. We, uh, we're office neighbors. He's a great guy. He's actually at our game last night for the first time. Um, uh, so fun hanging out with him. My boss is also the shotgun sports coach, uh, Kevin Boyer. Um, I'm not a gun guy by any stretch, but it's an interesting sport. Probably my favorite out of all of them though, would, I mean, I was always a big fan of lacrosse. We have a men's and women's lacrosse team, men's and women's rugby. I like rugby. Yeah. We got a little bit of everything. And the newest sport coming next year is pickleball. Really? College pickleball. We are, as far as I know, we, we are one of, if not the first college pickleball programs, I think I, that I could be wrong on that as a sports information director, that's information I should have, but yeah, I'm that, still working on that. That that sounds like it would be great to go on the recruiting trail because all you got to do is go to a bar that's playing pi- <laughs> that pi- playing pickleball and find some dude that, hey, are, you want to go to college? You know, you want you want to drink? Let's go play pickleball. Let's go. Yeah, so our our tennis coach is taking over as the pickleball coach. He's he's uh, had a pretty extraordinary tennis coaching career at Drury as well, and he's. It's, so, it's funny you say that because one of the last things he posted on Facebook like a day or two ago, he was literally at – there's a local bar in town that's uh, kind of a sports theme thing, and they have indoor pickleball courts at it. So yeah. that's where he was hanging out. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I met a friend up in Omaha at a uh, at an indoor pickleball slash bar type of a joint. And, you know, down here in Oklahoma City, they have a place called Chicken and Pickle where you can go get uh, – you know, chicken fingers or chicken tenders and play pickleball at the same time. And I'm like, that's great. Well, you know, what, what a great recruiting thing as opposed to going out to a softball field or an ice cold hockey rink, you get to go to a restaurant and watch, you know, potential college athletes. Exactly. Yeah. But no, it's pretty neat. They've got a, it's under construction right now, but a state of the art pickleball facility on campus that should be done, uh, hopefully sometime this summer, but for sure by the fall state of the art. Con- oh yeah concrete yeah yeah I'll, I'll send you i'll send you the uh images it's pretty spectacular <laughs> i love it now yeah. the thing that intrigued you you said uh lacrosse you said shotgun sports and then you followed up with lacrosse and i was thinking boy that'd be kind of fun if you could uh put two and two together the two, yeah. yeah put a little net on the outside of a shotgun and just go out there and hey that, yeah. that would take care of some penalties really quick I think the only crossovers at this point are the lacrosse team and our hockey team. We've got uh, one player that plays both, um, and then we've got more that are going to join the men's lacrosse team after tonight's game ends. So, oh, wow. Uh-oh. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. interesting. All right. Well, Cliff, listen, I'm looking forward to getting up to St. Louis. I'm looking for – I might try to find some uh, a, a, a Joe Bacardi's. Joe Bacardi's, yeah. Uh, especially – hopefully they're open late because uh, we'll be at the rink, or some of us will be at the rink late. Um, but yeah, that's, I appreciate you being here on this, uh, crappy, uh, WCHL podcast. Looking forward to getting Jeremy and Cliff back into the WC, not the WCHL, back into men's division one. We were excited. Yeah. Yeah. I almost stepped on it right there. Almost granted admission. And we, that would not have been cool. No, that's right. and, we're, and we're good right now. We, we had talked about it, but we're good being independent right now. It's actually working out pretty well to start here. Well, and you're also, you're, you're, you're a good geographic fit for being an independent because you're northwest yeah well yeah (laughs) but you're you're a good geographic fit because you're between the wchl you're between the the mch and you've got some uh decent little independent schools um well i guess they're not independent anymore since they're going to play in that great lake six or whatever it is that's going to have seven teams in it well, we got a pretty neat. Uh, once our schedule gets announced, I don't know when we're going to do that exactly. I mean, it's completed. We're, we're done. We've got 30 games, and it's an exciting schedule. We're really happy, and it came together really fast. Good. Very good. Yeah. 
Are you going to go to Are you going to go to North Dakota at all? You should go to North Dakota. We are Dakota. not. I know there is someone on our staff that would. Well, maybe she wouldn't like us to go. Our our athletic trainer is actually from Minot. Uh-huh. I heard about this. Yes, and uh, her dad. If if you follow Drury Hockey's on Facebook, her dad is our super fan. He comments everywhere, and he's actually going to be in St. Louis. So. He's, he's coming this weekend. Yes, he made sure to let me know that he will be in St. Louis along with his cowbells. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, but yeah, they're from Minot. Sarah's the best. It is Athletic Trainer Month, so shout out to Sarah. I'm going to have a post uh, hopefully for her, her soon, but we love Sarah. She's the best. Look at you. Well, Cliff, listen, you're the best, especially because you've taken time out from uh, between games to um, uh, give us your prognostications and uh, – Wish you nothing but the best today as you finish up your season against the uh, uh, Cowboys. Oh, I, can't, I know. I you can't, and I both. I can't believe Oklahoma State has a hockey team. That just burns me, but whatever. Brother, I, I can add one more thing to this before we go. So our, I don't know if you've heard any of our games this year. Um, we have a new PA announcer, in-house announcer. His name's Kevin Klein. Yes, yeah. same name. Okay. And he is phenomenal. He is a... Oklahoma State alum. He actually played on the baseball team back in the day when a lot of big time guys were there that people would recognize the names of, of yeah. Pete Cavillo and things like that. So okay, so he's a real baseball yeah. player. He's a real baseball player under yeah. Gary Ward. Yep. Yeah. So Kevin's Kevin's awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, he he was having a tough one this weekend with his his former school here and his the guys he currently loves. His wife's a Drury alum, so he's really having a rough one. Wow, a house divided. Yes, absolutely. Yikes. Cliff, listen, we appreciate you being on the WCHL podcast. Best of luck tonight against the Cowboys. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in St. Louis in a couple of days. Thanks for your picks. Absolutely. You bet. All right. Uh, But, hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. There you go. Cliff Cook brings his uh, hot takes right to uh, the Men's Division I National Championships. I like giving him a hard time about the old gap year that he uh, he's currently experiencing. Going with the upset, number two, Adrian, huh? That's kind of a wild little thing. Could be a uh, prognosticator of things to come. Let's see. He has some experience with Adrian, so uh, I like to give him a hard time about that as well. Hey, we want to thank um, Cliff for joining us here on the podcast. I also want to thank you for listening to the podcast uh, and for your support of the ACHA and the WCHL. Um, follow the ACHA on Twitter at ACHA Men's D1. If you haven't by now, please join up with the uh, bracket contest. It's there, all the information, the Google link and everything. It's in the ACHA Men's D1 Twitter account. Throw your hat in the ring. You never know. You might win a prize. I've been known to send people prizes, uh, especially if they come out uh, close to, you know, on top with the accurate predictions or pretty close. So uh, you never know. What what have you got to lose? You got nothing to lose. It's just a couple of uh, selections. So uh, throw your hat in the ring and see what happens. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Stay tuned because we're probably going to have a couple of more selections, uh, a couple of more pickers making selections. I'm losing my mind. I got to get out of here. I'm, this is where I usually ask Andrew to help me out, and he's not here. What the heck, Andrew? Take care of yourself. We'll talk soon. <laughs>